keeping a home, opening a successful business. People, are you ready? Meet your personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee. Get ready for Leave on the Loose. Who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. You're a player. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Welcome to the Liebcast. Happy Sunday, everyone. It's Andrew Lieb and Lauren Lieb. And whew, what a week. There, there was the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, Kamala Harris. I don't know if you saw it. Bannon just got arrested. Bannon just got arrested. He was he was apparently using this wall funds to be able to line his pockets. And so I, he wasn't building a wall. He was building some nice gold everywhere, it seems like. This is quite the weekend. You know what's interesting, Lauren? This is the ethics week for us. I'm going to tell you why. We were working all week because our school, Leap School, is a continuing education school for real estate brokers, salespersons, and associate real estate brokers in the state. And starting in July 1st, 2021, real estate brokers, associate real estate brokers, and real estate salespersons have a new required topic in continuing ed. They have to take ethical business practices, two and a half hours of that. What's interesting is that this is the first year that tenured real estate professionals are going to be mandated to take this ethics class. So that means there's no more grandfathering. There used to be a thing that said, if you've been a broker long enough, you don't have to take continuing ed, which is crazy because if you've been doing it wrong for long enough, the Department of State used to say, keep doing it wrong. Yeah, and laws are changing all the time. So now there's much more regulations. Anybody who's engaged in real estate brokerage have to take an ethics class. They have to take an, a class on legal updates. This is all better for everybody. So this year, starting 2021, July 1st, if you want to keep your continuing ed going, you have to have two and a half hours on ethical business practices. And so we own this online digital training school where you could take all your credits online called Leib School. And we were updating our course packets. We filmed a new course. Well, first we wrote it because we write all our own stuff, our curriculum. Then we filmed it and we just rolled it out. And what we're going to be doing now is sending it out for testing. But we thought it was so interesting that we're writing an ethics course, Lauren, while Bannon's getting arrested. He got the Democratic National Convention. He got the Republicans telling us maybe they're going to be doing it at the White House lawn. I don't know how they're doing theirs. And more importantly to our show, last week we were talking about this Upper West Siders group and we were getting into the ethical implications of placing people that were experiencing homelessness. On one note, you got this Upper West Side group that's saying, hey, property values are depreciating somewhere between 12 and 34% in the Upper West Side. There's danger, 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 stranger danger. There's danger, danger, danger. And they were saying, help us, help us, help us. And then on the other side, you got the New York City, uh, the government, the government. You got New York City saying to you at the Department of Homeless Services, hey, there's a COVID pandemic and we have to help these people experiencing homelessness and we have to, so what do we, we promised you, we promised you. This week, we promised you we were going to get a spokesperson from the Upper West Siders and we got a guy joining us a little while, Gary Kokolari, and he's been a member and he wrote a letter that's been well circulated throughout the entire group. He wrote it to, um, I got to tell you, he, he wrote to 
Honorable Gail Brewer, who's the Manhattan Borough President, and has five suggestions, recommendations of what we should be doing about homelessness. And then we got the Department of Homeless Homeless Services. We got a statement by Ariana Fishman, who's the spokesperson. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of that, let's talk about ethics, though, because we've been writing this course. And what we've noticed is that everyone has opinions, Lauren. Everyone has beliefs. Everyone has thoughts. And it permeates from life to business. And what we've learned from writing this course is that everyone does it backwards. You know what I'm saying, Lauren? Well, it's great to have thoughts. We encourage everybody to have thoughts. But the key is before you form these enormous opinions, find out what the laws are. Find out what the actual restrictions are. So what are we saying? We're saying that what does ethics mean? Everyone says that they have ethics. They talk about attorney's ethics. I'm an attorney. They talk about brokerage ethics. Speaking of attorney ethics, did everybody see that attorney that uh, stole $107 million of lotto winning? Yeah, the lottery lawyer. He was at, what, Rifkin Radler? He was a partner at Rifkin Radler. Their statement is that they're not having him there anymore. (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, they didn't say they're not having him. They're saying, I think, I'm paraphrasing, but I think they're quickly getting rid of his partnership. I don't think you can just immediately do it. I'm sure in their partnership agreement, Lauren, like all your partnership agreements, if you have a corporation, your shareholder agreement, if you have an LLC, your membership agreement, if it's just a straight partnership, your partnership agreement, it generally has a clause where you can terminate for cause and cause would include crimes. And cause would be public relations issues. So I'm sure they're exercising their termination rights because Rifkin Radler is a huge law firm. And if the law firm who does corporate law for clients can't do corporate law for themselves, I'd be jaw-droppingly shocked. In our own firm, we know how to do these clauses. So I would imagine that they at Rifkin Radler know that the lottery lawyer, this guy, uh, did you see he's like with a mafioso? Apparently, I, I was reading it and I felt like I felt like I was reading. Uh, uh, I was reading the the press release. It was like Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> I, I got into it. I I think so. He first made celebrity Lauren from being the lottery lawyer, but I'm seeing a movie in his future. Oh, definitely. At like, least Lifetime. Hallmark. No, it's going to be great. He's going to go around the country and get lottery winners to give him money, and then he's going to get kickbacks. I don't know. I need to see the whole case, though, because that's how we're going to write the script for the show. Well, this it's, is alleged. So. No, well, it's it's charged, I believe. I think he was so alleged, allegedly, no, it's charged, but it's not proven. I'm not a criminal lawyer, but what I think Lorton's getting at is he hasn't had his day in court and you're innocent until proven guilty. Is that kind of what your point is? that's exactly what I'm saying. And you have to have it beyond a reasonable doubt. But at least the charges, you know what they say in law school? The power to indict is the power to destroy. What does that mean? That means that even if he doesn't lose... His name's been tarnished forever for this thing. I feel bad for the guy. I think he's from Dick Sells or something like that. Jason Curland. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. So we got ethics issues everywhere. And what Lauren was saying, I think this is important, is everyone has opinions. And they want to do things. Like, for example, Lauren, do you wear a seatbelt in the backseat of a car? Ethically, I do because I'm petrified of car accidents. So do adults, ask yourself, do you think that adults, I I, I have this question, do you think adults, like next time you're driving in your car, are you going to wear a seatbelt in the backseat? Like obviously you have your kids wearing the seatbelts, if they're not wearing booster suits, if they're not backwards. But I remember as a kid, there was none of this nonsense. People had station wagons and people would just shove as many kids as they can in the trunk. It's it's crazy. So here's the thing, like should you wear a seatbelt in the backseat? And uh, do you debate this with your spouse do you debate this like obviously your kids do it but like if there's a bunch of college kids sitting in the back they're all over 18 
Do they wear seatbelts? Is that ridiculous? Well, what's interesting is that most cars, they don't make that beeping sound. When you're in the front and you're not wearing that seatbelt, you can't drive without five seconds of that annoying beep. So I have to sidetrack for a second. Have you ever put the groceries on that front seat? So I, I, I don't know where you're going with this. Where I'm going is it thinks there's a person there. What do you mean you don't know where oh, I'm going? Okay, and uh, you don't need to know where I'm going. I'm telling you where I'm going. We're on the we're in there. We're talking about this. Like she learns, like I need to know what you're going to say well, before I'm you say curious. it. <laughs> do you ever know what I'm going to say before? I, say? I don't know what I'm going to say before I say it. It's a real good thing the FCC is listening to us, so I don't <laughs> actually say anything that dumb. But no, seriously, like I have put groceries on the front seat because I leave stuff in the trunk and I forgot to clear it out. And the whole ride home, the stupid beeping sound, go beep, 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 beep. I want to like gauge my eyeballs out. So what would you do if you're sitting in the back seat? It's a good, so here's Lauren's point. Before you make that decision, you may want to know that starting November 1st, starting November 1st, every person, even over 16, has to wear a seatbelt in the back seat. That's a new law that was signed by the governor. So our point about ethics is that people do it backwards. They first decide what they believe. And if your ethics conflict with existing laws, that's where society fails. Now, don't misunderstand. We believe that ethics are a good idea. What is ethics anyway? Ethics are your morals. They're shaped by your religion, by your family, by your friends, by your education, by your experiences. Ethics are your own personal belief system. And ethics are in your personal life, like wearing a seatbelt in the back seat. And ethics are in your business life, like whether there's an offer and acceptance, but not yet a contract on your real estate deal, whether you should continue, if you're a listing agent, to solicit offers, and whether you're a seller, if you should accept and stay true to the offer and acceptance. So people do it backwards, though. What they do is they decide what they believe first. And what our point and the point of our course, Ethical Business Practices, this three-hour continuing ed course that we've been working on tirelessly is, first, you need to know existing laws. What is the minimum requirement? Like, what's the minimum speed limit? What's the maximum speed limit? There's a minimum and a maximum often. Then you need to know your contractual requirements. Did you agree that you could get sued for violating this? And only after you know the legal outliers and the contractual inliers can you be in the center where you have ethical discretion. You see, we're not saying to you that you shouldn't want to change the law. You shouldn't want to change the world. Everyone should want to change the world. We need to make the world a better place, as I sang from Michael Jackson last week, for you and for me and the entire human race. The key is that you need to know when you're making your discretion, are you doing something that's going to get you in legal jeopardy first? Now, if it's going to get you in legal jeopardy, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if it's going to get you in legal jeopardy, I'm not telling you you can't advocate for it. You can advocate for changes. We are not saying that ethical business practices don't involve, and you should, you should, you should. If you don't like a law, lobby, march, run for office. We're huge proponents of that. But if there is a law, abide by the law. And today what we're going to do, we have this great show. We're going to be talking about Gary Kokolari from the Upper West Side Siders for Safer Streets. We're going to be talking about the Department of Homeless Services in New York City. We're going to be talking about the idea of using hotels to place people experiencing homelessness. And we're going to talk about not just what it is today and what people should change today, what the law should be. What are our ethics for tomorrow? Stay tuned. We'll be back. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? 
is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.